Are you ready for the best show in the Pacific Northwest? Here's my dad to his boyfriend and friend. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's Ron and Don, episode 312 of the Ron and Don Show, and we are live from the Let's Show Up studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up with the Ron and Don Show, we're going to talk about Donald Trump doing something that was absolutely uh, Donald Trump. Also, uh, what should you be doing every half hour, especially if you're sitting around uh, the office, which... Seems like a lot of us are no longer sitting around the office. We're sitting around the office at home, and then we're stopping by the refrigerator. I know. I enjoy doing that uh, a lot. Anyway, before we get to all that, though, let's get to this. As we head into the fall months, people are thinking about traveling. And now we understand. Here comes the President of the United States, as we talked about in Episode 311, saying, hey, when it comes to the vaccination rate here in the United States, it's unacceptable. So we're going to force vaccination by saying, hey, if you want your job and it's somehow connected to the United States government, you're going to have to get vaccinated. And if you don't like it, tough. Then you don't get to be a United States Marine. You don't get to be a firefighter. You don't get to be a police officer, for instance. You don't get to be part of the FBI. You just don't get to be. Ron, are you concerned about this with so many people that are actually walking away from their jobs? They say two-thirds of all Americans right now are rethinking kind of what the future looks like. And so people are looking at these vaccine uh, uh, mandates and they're saying, hey, this is the perfect opportunity for me to turn around, walk away, retool, stay at home, and go do something that I want to do. The thing that I'm wondering, where's everyone getting the money to do this, to quit your job and just stay at home? Because- I have four jobs and I can't quit any of them right now. So, yeah, I, it's been interesting because we're going to see how this is going to start to trickle out because a lot of the, the eviction moratoriums are ending. A lot of unemployment benefits are coming to a close on the extensions. The government could still, you know, reboot some of those or extend some things. But as we're recording this show right now, those things are coming to a close. And so you're correct. I don't think people, most people have this unlimited source of funds, but they are, um, it's going to be, I just find it interesting. It's real easy, I think, to have a lot of bluster when you are able to comfortably meet your obligations every month. When that starts to change, uh, I think people's attitudes start to change. Uh, Having said that, we had several clients this past year that said, hey, I'm selling this piece of real estate I have in Washington. I'm moving to a cheaper part of the world to live, and I'm just going to change the direction of my life. Like I was working 60 hours a week at this job. Or I was doing something that was fine, but I didn't really love it anymore. Uh, or it's just time for me. We need, I just need a life change. So we're going to take this asset that we had to extract whatever money we can out of it and just go somewhere else. And I think I, I there's a part of me that really admires that because there are places you can go relatively close to Seattle where your dollar stretches a lot farther. 
and maybe you can do some things that you've been wanting to do for a long time. We we have some clients that you know bought motorcycles and have gone on rides. That took up like to fish and they're fishing three days a week now. Uh, you know things of that nature. Where it's just like, hey, I I I grinded it out in the Pacific Northwest for a lot of years, and and I'm I'm cashing out of my house and I'm taking that money. And if you're smart with it, and if you have some planning. Um, that can stretch for an awful long time. Yeah, and I, and I think those are all great points, and I think that's exactly what's happened in the neighborhood that I'm in, which is the Amazon neighborhood, where people have completely, completely cashed out. Uh, I had a neighbor. She sold her little red house a couple of years ago for $800,000, and we're like, how did she get $800,000 for that little red house? Five years later, if she sold it now, she would get $1.5 million for that little red house. Her father bought that house... Uh, back in the 40s for $16,000 and owned 16 homes around Ballard and Queen Anne where I live and over in, in Magnolia, 16 different homes. So uh, it, it, it's really about the value of the dirt now because we are neighborhoods with lots of water and we're connected with bridges and really slow traffic. Uh, but it's not like there's a lot of fresh dirt around here that you can build on. And so... You, you, you see a lot of people now and a lot of builders now uh, that are building homes in these neighborhoods where, where they could never afford to build homes before because you couldn't afford the dirt. When they paid $800,000 for that dirt, I thought the builder was crazy. But then he turned around and he sold a $2.5 million house That's that was on that nuts. dirt. And I've never seen a $2.5 million house sold in this neighborhood until that builder did that. So he, well, I think he, so the, he, 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 he saw it coming for the sure. younger generation that is quitting. I also find interesting because and, and you and I didn't have this, but if we were, let's say we were 21 again and you could, you know, set up your car to do lift, you could deliver for Uber eats. You could get a couple things for on any given week. You might go, you know what? I need to make 200 extra dollars this week. Now, if you're, and it doesn't have to be someone in their 20s, anyone, if you're set up for that stuff, you go, you know what, I'm going to go down to the airport, I'm going to do some Uber rides, clean up my car, I'm going to work a, a night shift, and I can probably make $200 tonight driving people around. Yeah, or, the gig economy. Or you can go, hey, you know what, I'm going to go down, I'm going to pick up food at the taco place, deliver to some people, deliver Amazon packages. Like, you can cobble together a living uh, while you're pursuing maybe your bigger dream, and I think that's just never been available before. So for some people, it's like, hey, if I've been grinding at this job I don't like, I'm going to quit. I'm going to get into the cheapest accommodations I can. I'm going to set myself up on the gig economy and just figure it out. Yeah, You know what Danny's doing? Danny's in my basement right now with his girlfriend. Uh, we started a conversation because he had a Cubs hat on the other day, and I had a Cubs hat on. I said, and usually guys that wear Cubs hats, we're not faking. You don't see a guy with a Cub hat on that's from Boston. That doesn't happen. See a guy with a Cub hat on, and he's from New Mexico. I've seen Ron wear You've worn a Cub hat. Before. Oh, I went to a Cubs game, so I bought a Cubs hat. You did, and, okay. And I, and I like the hat. And any, and, 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 there's a thing. When I wear that Cub, Cub hat, if I walk through the airport, if you're, just, if you're in downtown Seattle or downtown anywhere, people will ask you when you have the Cub hat on where you're from. So I asked him, and I'm like, hey, uh, where are you from? And he's like, North Chicago. I'm like, Gurney. He's like, no way. So it started this conversation. And Danny is mid-20s. He's with his girlfriend. He's, he's based out of Chicago. This year, though, during the pandemic, he has lived in Los Angeles. He has lived in San Francisco. 
he has lived in Austin. He is now lived in Seattle. He's going to Portland. He's going back to Chicago for a wedding. And then he and his girlfriend just plan on doing this in perpetuity. You get a 3060. He stayed in my place, I think, downstairs for for two months. So Airbnb has this new thing where they're 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 really focused on on 30-day or more kind of long-term rentals. And there's a lot of people like him that are that are just like, hey, if you got great Wi-Fi, I'm gonna come and stay there and enjoy the city. And the three visits before Danny. We're all young men and women his age, and they're all doing the exact same thing. They're part of the gig economy. They can work anywhere in the world on that laptop. And they're like, you know what? I'm going to go stay in some dude's basement in Seattle. It's a nice basement. I'm going to go stay in his basement, and I'm going to just see what Seattle has to offer. That's a hell of a way to live. That's a great way to I, live. I kind of am jealous. Yeah. Because- I, 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 I wish we could have. You and I moved around a lot, but, but, but not like this. Just chasing radio jobs. So anyway, you guys, we'll see you on the other side of this. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. Started out right away with Don helping us look at the options. Like, here are different ways you can approach the sale of this house. I've bought and sold a lot of real estate over my life. Don's listening skills were um, superior. Don came with Ron. He was incredibly well-prepared. They were just really impressive. And the things that they outlined that they were, were going to provide, their services, were it just made it easy. It was a lay down. And so we put it on the market on Saturday. There was a lot of interest. They made an offer on the, on the offer date for over asking price. We did amazing. It was the best case scenario. We couldn't have done better. It couldn't have been a better experience. When we first sat down, they showed me what property was selling for in my neighborhood. They had several suggestions on you know, when we should go on the market, what we needed to do to get ready to go on the market. I, I couldn't be happier with the experience we had. We all celebrated. It felt like a team victory. <laughs> we were all just jumping up and down. They were passionate. And they, they were just honest and straightforward. And, uh, no, everything's great. Uh, yeah, I definitely would recommend it. We had multiple offers, $50,000 more than the asking price. He had no contingencies, so I jumped on that one. I can't wait to do another deal with them. It was great. It was awesome. When you're ready to sit down with Ron and Don and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Sign up for the nation news at ronanddonradio.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show, episode 312. And don't forget to switch to Mitch if you're thinking about uh, home loans. Right? Yeah, Mitch.loans, new sponsor of the Ron and Don Show. I'm signing up with them. I'm uh, in the market to buy something new. Mitch.loans, if you want to refi. Some people save over $3,000. Just mention, you got to mention that you're part of the Ron and Don Nation. You sent me a story the other day saying that uh, Donald Trump did something that was very Donald Trump. I had to say, I thought I was going to miss him a little bit. I don't. I don't miss him a little bit. But he he is a very unusual character, and it'll be interesting to see the way that he is framed in the history books. But what is he? What has he done? Yeah, now? I mean, last weekend, of course, was the twentieth anniversary of of nine eleven. And I think for many Americans, like you and I were, were on the radio uh, during 9-11, and it, it was 
a very remarkable time in United States history, and we don't need to go into the specifics, but the memories I have directly after that were of incredible unity and incredible camaraderie, just even with someone walking down the street. There was a very palpable energy in America. And so for many years on the radio, we would do entire shows uh, about 9-11, and we did it in different ways, and they were extremely powerful. Um, and it took a lot of emotional energy to go through because we would look at it from different angles uh, throughout the years. And on the 20th anniversary, of course, President Biden uh, went and he, he visited all the, all the sites that are important to 9-11. Meanwhile, uh, former President Donald Trump and his son were commentating a boxing match. And so he, it's now leaking out that he is going to announce he's running for president again uh, three years out. So he's going to try to do a three-year slow trot uh, into the next uh, presidency. And a lot of political commentators are going, that's too soon. Like Hillary tried to do that in a way and got in too soon and then ran out of gas sort of at the end. But people are being critical of going, okay, is this the most Donald Trump thing you could possibly do? Like instead of commemorating 9-11 and he was he's a new yorker instead of commemorating the 20th anniversary of that horrible day instead he grandstanded and commentated on a boxing match with a, a has-been boxer in his 50s so i mean i'll let you go first i don't have anything to say about it i i i'm he is a cult of personality and he is he is phenomenal he is really great at marketing and he's phenomenal at labeling uh and what he does he's the best at and so i think it's actually smart for him to do it three years out because now you're gonna have that press junket with you and he's gonna sit here and just take pot shots at this president and and keep people all stirred up. So I, I can see why he's doing that. And I, and I think, I think it'll be interesting without Twitter, without Twitter, without Twitter, would he have become the president and without Twitter? Can, can he become president again? I don't, I don't think he can. I'm so. curious to, is your take on, on nine 11 and, you know, we even do stuff like you and I went to Normandy and D day and, and, you know, all of those, they're not holidays, but important days on the calendar in the United States. And I have to admit this year, like I, I pay attention to nine 11. I don't do a deep dive like I did anymore. I think I've, I've explored that emotional terrain enough in my life. I, I, it's not that I don't care anymore. It's that I think that I've given it the proper place in my life. The 20th year is a big year to think about. Um, but and it's not that I didn't think about it. I just didn't go super deep on it anymore. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to grieve in perpetuity. People that I love and care about that have been very close to me uh, that died way too young, either by suicide or a horrible disease or something happened that just ended their life. You you, you can't grieve in perpetuity, and, and they wouldn't want you to. They would not want you to grieve in perpetuity. People that loved and cared about you. At the same time, I have an 11-year-old, and... He wasn't around on 9-11. So, so now it's my job as his dad to, to teach him the history of that. 
but what's palatable for 11 year old? Like, should we be sitting down and watching people jump from skyscrapers? I don't think so. I think, I think that's too much trauma for 11 year old. Uh, but we've talked about it. There's a really good, uh, movie out, Ron. You might like it's on Netflix. It's called worth. It stars Michael Keaton. I watched it the other day because of nine 11 and it's based on a true story. And it's about the gentleman that was placed in charge of trying to settle with all the 9-11 families. The thought was, if all these families sued the airlines, not only would the airlines go down, but the United States economy would crash, would crash, and that these lawsuits would go on for decades. And so what the United States government did is they went and they hired him, and they said, hey, we need you to go cut a deal with the 9-11 families. And so he tried to do that. And the families wouldn't cut the deal with him. And then something happened. Uh, So watch that movie. It was his job to try to figure out what is a life worth? What's the life worth of a CEO that was making $750,000 a year plus benefits on top of that versus somebody uh, who is working uh, at one of the restaurants? Are their lives worth the same? And that's the question that the movie answers. That's the question that all these families asked him. And that's what he had to grapple with. And Michael Keaton is really good at it. He's really that good. sounds really interesting. It's that, called Worth. That so, would be a, a different angle on the 9-11 story. Yeah, so check it out. We'll uh, talk, about, talk more on the other side of this. Hi, this is Therese, the new buyer specialist for all of you in the Ron and Don Nation. If you're going to win a house in such a competitive market, you better have a good strategist. And that's what I specialize in. When you're ready to sit down with us, go to ronanddonsitdown.com. And now back to the show. Hey, guys, we want to introduce you to a brand new sponsor here on the Ron and Don Show. He's part of the Ron and Don Nation. His name is Mitch Weeks. He's with Home Seed Loans. Go to his website. Mitch.loans. Ron, you went to Mitch. I just did this to get pre-approved. And Mitch, I went through the online portal. It was relatively painless. The big news, though, to us and here in the Ron and Don Nation, we've worked with you in HomeSeed. You have an amazing buyer's program now for people that listen to this show. We sure do. Yeah. It's a members only for Ron and Don Nation. And you're going to be part of our buyer benefit program. So just by listening to this podcast, you're in. No hassle, no questions asked. Uh, This partnership means that listeners will save half a percent on the closing of your loan. That's an average of $3,000 saved when you switch to Mitch. To find out more, schedule a chat with me by going to Mitch.loans. That's Mitch.loans to find out how you can get pre-approved to buy a new home today, just like Ron. All right, so that half a percent, that applies to refinance or to a brand new loan. Go to Mitch.loans. It's not a .com. It's Mitch.loans. The Weeks team NMLS 1691573. All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don show. And uh, here's another thing that you're supposed to do every hour, every half hour, or what, what, what is it? Because a lot of us have these sedentary jobs where we sit at home now, or some of us maybe sit in the office or we sit in the car. We're doing a lot of sitting. I also think it's really interesting being on the real estate side. Every time that I walk into a home or I look at a porch, people are trying to figure out more comfortable ways to sit more comfortable ways to sleep. I don't see people when you walk into home trying to figure out more interesting ways to make themselves uncomfortable uh, with maybe a lot of gym gear. You'll see that once in a while, but not much. Uh, Anyway, what are we supposed to do now? Those of us that are 
sitting around and playing on screens. Well, like those that. are these different studies, and they keep sort of moving the goalpost in a sense. Now, the latest study is for every half an hour, you should do three minutes of movement. And so they define this as you can take steps, you could go up and down a flight of stairs, you could just get up. And so for every 30 minutes, you need to move three of those minutes. And um, like, these are the same things like the 10,000 steps thing. Here's the thing, like you said, like, okay, so I'm supposed to be mindful in the morning. I do this morning routine. I'm moving around three minutes every hour. Like there's so many of these things layered on top of each other and you're tracking everything and you got your Fitbit on. I've had a couple of people like, oh, you got to get the, it's not a Fitbit, but it's similar to the, <laughs> the new version of the Fitbit. It's like, dude, what? like I have my phone on me. It tracks my steps. Oh, it doesn't track all the, me- it's like, yeah. I can tell you how many steps I took. Yeah. Uh, and then sometimes you'll get like the other day I got, 7,000 steps. Am I supposed to feel bad about 7,000 steps? If the day before I got 2,000 steps, I want to feel good about 7,000 steps. Like 7,000 steps is not nothing. Um, So it's, there's so many of these that come out. I think the thing is, is that if it, if it connects, all of these things are supposed to connect with different people. Uh, Not all of them with the same person. So if you're a 10,000 stepper, just keep on 10,000 stepping. Like if that's your thing, mm. keep doing that. If you haven't been doing 10,000 steps and you're like, oh, I could do three minutes every half hour, then that should be your thing. So you don't necessarily, it'd be great if you did both, yeah. but if you did one or the other, I think it's awesome. So did like pick you, the thing that you can do yeah. and do that. Did you ever see the woman, because uh, I moved here in the 90s, who used to walk around the east side and she was a speed walker and she walked really fast, but she would snap her. Shoot. I don't think I saw this. You never saw her? No. Oh my gosh. I did see. I the, don't know what ever happened to her, but for the years, lady with ankle weights, I saw the snapping woman. Uh, That's a lot walk. of snapping. What's that? It's a lot of snapping. I know. I'm wiped out from it. <laughs> uh, just now. I'm naturally fidgety, so I don't. I don't. I'm always moving. I'm just. I'm. I'm moving. How so, many of these? So things, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't know. What is I, your maximum number of these layers I, that you can do? Well, Cause I, you like journal and you light a candle and you get up early in the morning. And yeah. so like how many of those before you're just like, I'm done. I've read, I've journaled, I candled, I did, I rode my bike. I'd lifted like how many of those before you just feel like you're a slave to the routine. But, well, I, the routine's different. So I, I try to, I try to switch those things up. So maybe uh, this morning, if I wrote a letter to my son, which he, we don't have family around here. So he's not hearing a lot of the family stories growing up. So I'll write a letter to him. So I'll have that when he gets older. So he knows what his life is like. And it's really fun right now because he just went to mid school and he actually liked it. A lot of kids don't like mid school. I didn't like mid school when I first went to sixth grade. It was very awkward. Anyway, he really likes it. And we talked about a girl the other day. I'm just going to leave it right there. Does she live in a van in Florida? <laughs> Parker. <laughs> He can't listen to this podcast till he's 27, and then I'll think that's funny. If he knew, I'd just share that with you. I'd be a dead man. So, anyway, don't tell him. Hey, you guys, uh, get out there. Yeah, I think as long as you're just, you're just moving around, just just do something. I think as long as you have the intention, I don't think you have to do the same thing every day. It's really just be about being mindful, being present, being authentic to yourself. And and living in the here and now, whatever. I, gets I do you here. kick and then, myself, and then, and then the and, and then the road of healing trauma, trauma from your childhood creates a lot of drama when you get older, 
And so really the journaling, all that stuff for me is just dealing with, with the trauma. So it doesn't create more drama for me in life because I don't want that to create trauma and drama for, for my child. And a lot of times that's what happens. We take that trauma and drama and then we, paste, we, 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 we pass that on to the next generation because we allow that to be in our family. So that's one of the reasons why I try to do all those things. And most of them I don't do very well, but I try to do those things. Because of the, the the trauma and drama, I don't I don't want G force. Is there some way I can work with the word llama in here? I do kick myself from time to time. I was like, I spent a lot of money on this stand up desk. It's not that fun standing up. <laughs> I should probably do it more though. Hey, you guys! Thanks for listening to this episode. We really appreciate it. Thanks for hitting subscribe. Thanks for going to RonandDonSitDown.com. We've been sitting down with a lot of you this year. We sold tens of millions of dollars in real estate as a result of that, and we really appreciate you. If you're buying, selling, we have a buyers or sellers book. All you have to do is write Ron. Ron at Windermere.com will send you the buyer seller book. It's an ebook, and uh, you can check that out. And it's absolutely free. Keep your head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time right here on the Ron and Don Show. Oh my! On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet. And we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron and Don Radio Network.